This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Focusrite and Sure Microphones. Well, hello and welcome to the Talking Tech Podcast with Church Production Magazine. My name is Brian Blackmore. I'm the editor at Church Production. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the Capture Content Creation Summit uh, coming to Preston Wood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas, August 4th and 5th, 2020. Joining me today is one of the presenters, a veteran presenter at the Capture event, Bill Weireman. Bill's the video production director at the Summit Church in Kernersville, North Carolina, uh, Kernersville is in central North Carolina near Winston-Salem and Greensboro. So, Bill, you, you had your first experience at Capture. Uh, I, I guess that was the first event. I think that would have been 2017 as an attendee. And uh, so tell us a little bit more about the experience and, and how that developed that you uh, – here you are uh, about to be a presenter in the third year, so really be being part of the leadership. So tell us about your how your first experience was and, and how – uh, things progressed there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, I, I can't even remember how we heard about it uh, other than I, I believe I got an, e- I got an email, um, just random email about, um, about it. And we, we had very few, very few opportunities for people in, uh, church video production or filmmaking ministries, um, for us to, a chance to get together and, and learn from people that are, or that are doing it and talk with other people that are doing it. Um, just, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there was any opportunities. If there were, I, w- I mean, I was constantly looking for it because, um, uh, you know, we, we needed to learn and, and, and be with other people, like-minded people. And, and um, somehow, it, maybe it came up in a search. I, I saw um, the, the capture notice. And, and after that first time, I think I emailed you, Brian, and just said, thank you so much. Because it just, at that, at that time, we we're, insti- and we still are, um, still trying to learn uh, the best ways to tell stories and, and how to craft those and how to help people craft those in a God-honoring way. And so that we're, you know, honoring to God and what we do. And, and, um, and, there were some other topics that we walked away from that first time going, Oh my gosh, this is, this is exactly what I, we feel like, you know, this industry needs and, um, a chance for us all to, to, to kind of be together and share. And, and, um, that's exactly what capture did, did for me at that point. And I think at that point, um, after that is when, um, you kind of reached out back and said, you know, was there anything you would change or anything you would do or add to? And I kind of gave my feedback and, Um, and from there, let's led on to, um, you know, well, Hey, how about we, uh, talk about teaching some of that stuff. So that's kind of where that, where that kind of went. And I've loved every bit of it. I, I, and I honestly, I I am grateful for, for capture and, um, what it, what that it brings the church filmmaking community together. Um, cause there's nothing else that does it. Well, thank you, Bill, for, uh, first attending the event and then pouring yourself in, uh, the last few years as a, a as a presenter, um, yeah. So this is the fourth year for the event. Uh, the first three years were at the same location here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it was a great location, but uh, we've simply outgrown the venue. Uh, so we had to find another venue, uh, and the, then the decision was: do we keep it here in the Mid Atlantic states, or do we move it to another? Uh, another location. Dallas has always been a great uh, location for the worship community. 
Um, there's just so many great churches and creative churches there. And we're just very thankful for Prestonwood um, to, uh, that has offered to, uh, uh, to host, host the event. So we were down, uh, did a site check a, a month or two ago, and um, the facility is just unbelievable. 7,000 seat auditorium, if you can imagine that. It took my breath away when we walked in there. Um, and they tell us it's the second largest worship facility in the world. Oh, my gosh. Second only to the Vatican. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we we have a, a a very nice section of the facility to use. It, it's a it's a small area. It's actually uh, one of their youth facilities, but it's uh we have our own keynote area, our own breakout breakout sessions, kind of in this nice little section of the of this massive church. Oh, that's exciting! Good for them. So, tell us a little bit about your role at the Summit Church. So, I oversee. Um, kind of the the both both sides of our live production and our post production. So live production, you know, kind of what we broadcast from our auditorium on um, during our services and then also kind of oversee the production of all the interviews we shoot and all the title packages or bumpers, whatever you want to call them. Um, anything the content wise that's going to be shown in our services and uh, for a few of our other locations, that sort of thing. So I'm, I kind of have my hands in both live production and post production here. So it's a multi-site church. Correct. Yeah, we have three locations. We have uh, the uh, first location, which we use as a broadcast loca- uh, broadcast campus, and then we have um, two other locations about 30 minutes either side of each other. Mm-hmm. And are those permanent locations or are those uh, portable? Uh, currently, they're both portable. However, one in Oak Ridge, North Carolina, which is about 25 to 30 minutes north northeast of here, is um, is they're currently in the building process, which is really cool. Um, they should be in a facility, permit facility, man. Hopefully, hopefully by summer is what we're we're thinking. Somewhere between uh, late spring uh, to to early summer is what we're hoping. So that's exciting. And the other church is um, uh, location is is still portable. Right. Okay. So three locations. What's the approximate um, attendance? Um, Combined, I think, is what I what we've kind of been hearing lately is is around the um, thirty five hundred to thirty eight hundred mark. I think is where we're sitting, and then our online attendance is is skyrocketed since we started um, actually broadcasting our service online too. So we're we're averaging between six and eight hundred people per week tuning in um, on our online presence. Right. So are you streaming live or are you doing some post work before you put those services up? Both. We stream live and then we'll go back. We don't. Uh, we don't currently don't have the um, volunteer resources to have somebody man our live audio, audio mix. So we'll go back and kind of polish and tweak some of that stuff and then post a master file um, first thing like Monday, m- uh, Monday afternoon or something like that. But yeah, we'll broadcast live Thursdays and, and Sundays and then post a, a master after that. Okay, so Bill, there's two sessions we have you down for um, presenting uh, at Capture. Uh, one I know you've taught before, and the other one I don't know that you have. Uh, I would just wonder if you'd tell us a little bit about um, the session called Lessons from the Trenches, Creative Team Collaboration. That's one that you've taught before, right? Yeah, we did a, a panel discussion last year. It was a lot of fun, Brian. We had we had a um, it seemed like a good response and. Basically, what we're going to be talking about is is the relationship side of things. You know, we have to 
we are, I heard TD Jakes, uh, a video from TD Jakes at one point say, um, you know, uh, working in ministry is a lot like um, working for a restaurant where, you know, the, it, it, a very high class restaurant, you know, when you come to dine there, you experience the, the, um, the dining experience. You have people serving you and waiting on you and bringing you food and all that stuff, but you never hear what's going on behind the kitchen. The ministry is what happens in the kitchen. Um, you know, it, it, there may be some cussing, there may be some yelling, there may be some fighting and um, that sort of thing. So uh, we talk about what it's like to um, collaborate with leadership and we talk about, um, you know, setting ourselves up for success as a team to get along well together um, in the midst of, of doing ministry and everyday life um, and all that comes along with that. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun last year. Well, it's an extremely important part of being in ministry overall, especially tech ministry or creative ministry, um, the team building, the relationships with uh, senior leaders and uh, getting support and things like that. And that's one of the reasons why uh, people love to come to Capture is because yep. to some degree or another, we're all in that same that same boat. And some of us have figured it out. Some of us are in better situations. Some of our are, are, are worse, but um, uh, to just come together and, you know, have a have your peers um, come alongside you. It's just, it's a very rewarding time to come to capture. So, yeah. So the other one I think is new for you. It's I think cause it's new for capture is called creating engaging sermon bumpers. So what, uh, what have you got planned for that? Oh man. Uh, it's one I'm, I'm excited about. I've heard um, Jesse Henning, who is a presenter in previous years to give um, some really good talks towards this. And I'm excited to, kind of um, jump into to what he kind of started there too. But we're just, I'm hoping to talk about different styles and approaches to creating bumpers. Um, we call them title packages here. There's different terms and all that stuff, but we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll call them sermon bumpers. Um, but we'll talk about different approaches and different styles to um, creating those so that we can cast the right vision for um, a message series or um, or um, a specific talk that the, the teacher teaching pastor is gonna be given. We'll be talking about that stuff. Um, talk about some trends that um, we're kind of seeing from our perspective, what what kind of things we're seeing new, people trying new things, doing new things in terms of title packages or bumpers. Um, and um, I mean, time permitting, I would love to, to be able to even watch a few from different uh, content creators and, and maybe even get a chance to dis dissect them and talk about what worked and what didn't work. And um, and all that. I think that's extremely valuable when we can we can go back and kind of see what other people are doing, not to get ourselves in any comparison, but to sit there and go, okay, what what can we learn from this these things that worked well, or what can we learn from the things that didn't work well? So hopefully we'll have time to tap into all that too. I'm excited. You mentioned uh, that you will be discussing some of the trends and a, and a different newer approaches to uh, uh, to sermon bumpers and. Um, what do you call them? Presentation packages? Uh, we call them title packages. Title here. packages, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell us what what kind of new and different things um, do you have planned for the new year? We're this is being recorded in early February. The event is in August, so we're still early in the year. But what, what what have you got planned for uh, for your team the new year? Maybe some things that are new and different. Yeah, well, uh, in terms of title packages and, and bumpers. Um, we last year, maybe the last year, year and a half, we've kind of really taken a step back and tried to understand 
the intent behind those title packages and bumpers and are there creative ways that we can um, try new things that don't um, particularly hedge us into a corner of always producing a certain piece to fit in a certain slot to fit in a certain time frame because that's kind of the approach we took beforehand it was like you know and it, it comes out of necessity there are there other locations the screens have to come down in a certain amount of time so we had to have some sort of transition element to um, to allow the screens to lower or raise in the in, in a time for our teaching or the because we would we would broadcast our location would broadcast to those locations so they get the video feed so those screens have to come down to, in time for the to the met for the message to start that it was a transitional element um, as well as an element to get people uh, in the mood for what the teaching was going to be and get them um, kind of uh, understanding what the series was about so it, it was a twofold kind of thing but some technology has come along the way that made us go like okay well maybe we don't need that to be in that slot in the service and maybe we could use it to do other things and maybe we could um, use that time uh, to, to do other things so we're we have totally um, we put a lot of stock in other words into what the what the title package may or may not do for us so we've kind of taken back and been like, okay, maybe we don't need to put so much stock into it and maybe we can do some other, other things. Um, so we've interspersed video in throughout uh, music elements, we've, um, uh, which, which then kind of would take the place of title packages. We've had um, live elements that we've, we've incorporated that we have then used in place of title packages that we've been able to re replicate at other locations. Um, so just kind of kind of rethinking re rethinking that is is what we've done. Not I mean, and we'll continue to do that this year to evaluate um, what we want to do with those. Uh, does that touch? You want to hear other things on what I might be thinking about for the for the year? Um, sure. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me like it, it, well, at least I'm projecting what you're saying onto to my church, um, and we're doing some similar things where we're trying to do. Uh, trying to make some uh, do some things differently, and, and I think maybe uh, uh, the leadership thought we were getting a bit formulaic. Yeah, and I think the quality of the content, the quality of the video, was quite good. But so many of these packages were so similar. Yeah, that they're you know the, sure the topic was different and the people on screen were different, but there was just sort of a a, a very tight process that these things had gone through. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was senior leadership that decided to try to break things up or maybe the creative team decided to do some things differently. I I'm it's possible that maybe there was some feedback from the congregation about um you know, it's almost like seeing the same commercial over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> right. At one point you don't even really see it anymore. Yes. So was there any of that element in, um, yeah. in trying to do things new and different? Yeah, absolutely. So, and we have those talks. I'm sure you guys do too, Brian. It's 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 like we we are in the kitchen preparing the meals and all that stuff. So so a lot of times chicken can still seem like chicken no matter which way you prepare it. So for us, you know, to create something fresh and new, we're always looking for for that. Um, and I think I think you're right that I think a lot of that um, does stem from it can after you do something some way a certain way for many years or a few years it can it can then seem uh, especially for for us 
in the, in the ministry, it can seem like mundane and like we've done it before and let's do something. It's old. It's tired. Let's try something new. You're exactly right. So that's what you've got planned. Some of the things you've got planned for capture and some of the things you have planned at the summit church for 2020. Um, let's just back up, rewind. Um, but tell us a little bit about how you got started in all this, uh, filmmaking, content creation, uh, did you start doing it in ministry or did you start doing it other yeah. in another market or another, you know, another avenue uh, and then bring your experience to church? Just tell us how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Um, it's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, and I'll try to make this quick. The um, it, it's in hindsight, it's 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 totally a God thing um, for sure. I as a teenager, I I was always creating videos for some reason I, and I was always trying to come up with some excuse for my art teachers to allow to allow me to work on video projects instead of painting or drawing or, or that sort of thing and I was always taking two VCRs stacking them up on top of each other and hitting play on one and record on the other always um, from 16 on probably just making stuff as much as I could and and it was a hobby that I just loved I loved doing it I don't I'm, I, I, I don't really understand why at that point I did but I did um, however, it was one of those things that I wasn't going to, um, at that time, it just wasn't something that um, I saw as, as profitable enough, I guess, to get into, or it just didn't dawn on me to get, actually get into it. Um, so I went on to uh, aviation. I was a professional pilot for um, many years, uh, flying boxes and uh, sports teams and famous people and, and just all kinds of things. And and um, that, uh, through a turn, strange turn of events, went by the wayside, and uh, one thing led to another, and I read a book called The Dream Giver by Bruce, uh, is it Wilkinson, I think? He also did The Prayer of Jabez. He called, it, it was The Dream Giver, and um, it just opened my eyes at that point that, like, oh my gosh, God has been grooming me for years um, to use this this gift that I've, I'd won contests with, I'd, I'd done odds and ends stuff, just for fun, but ended up doing some um, kind of remarkable things for such a young guy with no experience. And um, uh, one thing led to another after reading that book, and I immediately jumped into um, uh, broadcast production. I did um, I did some stuff for uh, promo uh, corporate promotional pieces for a company for a while, for a couple years. Actually, ended up running the company before it was all over with for just a little bit, um, and then. I went for a company, uh, started working for a company called worshipfilms.com. I don't know if, if you remember Worship Films or not, uh, Brian, but we were one of three uh, companies that, that were providing content for churches to put in their services when, when screens and lyrics and all that stuff was just getting spearheaded. So um, that kind of goes that kind of goes way back. But that was something I got from the Dream Giver was that, you know, God, this is something I want to do for you full time. And... Um, it just kind of, uh, it, it, it's one of those God things, man. It, he just, he just took it and, and ran with it. And, and I got direction and, and, um, clarity and, and all that. And one thing led to another. And then in 2010 is, is, uh, when Jonathan, the lead pastor here at, at the summit in Kernersville said, Hey, look, we're looking to start a video production department. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. So, um, that's, that's how that all kind of went down. So 2020, 10 years in uh, full-time creative filmmaking ministry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, you, I'm sure you've got, you know, great stories about how you've developed, how the church has changed, how your teams have, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, developed and interesting stories there. I'm sure. Um, so 
on that front, uh, developing people and you know working with teams, I'm sure you've got young people that work with you. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who maybe had the same sort of uh, interest and aptitude that you did, what, 10, um, probably 20 years ago, um, as far as uh, filmmaking and content creation uh, and potentially you know, a career in that? but also uh, uh, applying it to ministry? Um, I would say, I mean, looking, looking back, I would have to say one of my first pieces of advice would be it's, it's okay to not be everything to everybody um, in, in the production ministry. I, I, think, I think I had a tendency to uh, feel like it was my responsibility to every, handle every single aspect from scripting to editing to filming to, to all of that. And um, I, I would say that I probably deep down I knew that that probably wasn't the right approach, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see the value in, in doing it otherwise, if that makes any sense. Um, you don't have to handle every single aspect by yourself. And I think that was a hard lesson to learn. Um, I, I feel like it's important for us to to learn and honestly learn and understand the gifts you know God has has given us uh, in this ministry and lean into those um, and and be okay with the things that we're not extremely gifted with. I think that's I think that's hard for a lot of us um, to be okay with that. And, and the things that we're not good at bring people alongside of us that are good at that. And we say that a lot in leadership. We say that a lot in church leadership. But I, I wonder how many of us actually take that in and, and apply it and use it. Um, and being on the backside of it, um, I, I can honestly say that I'd heard it, but I don't know that I actually applied it probably until the last, you know, three or four or five years to the point where I've been like, okay, I'm comfortable knowing that I'm not good at project management as good as, as I, as I'd like to be. I'm much better editor and animator than I am, um, you know, uh, organizing and, and all that other administrative stuff that goes along with production. Um, so, um, it's okay to keep learning those things because that's one of the things project management, just touching on it, project management is one of the things I, I'm not good at, but I wanted to invest in and learn it. So it's great to keep on learning those things um, and apply what you can. But ultimately, God has given you a skill set for a reason. Um, and if you're not leaning into those gift set that God has has given you, um, you know, you may be doing yourself a disservice. You may be doing your team a disservice. And, and there's a good chance you could be possibly even doing God a disservice. And it, and it just trickles down um, that way. I couldn't agree more. Um... <clears throat> trying, you know, if you try to do everything, um, you can hold back the team, you know, from, yeah. from seeing the potential that a team member may have or, or may be able to develop, um, mm -hmm. you know, the overall efficiency of the project, uh, can drastically slow down if you're trying to do everything or, you know, micromanage everything. So oh I get gosh. it. I see it here at church production yeah. magazine. I find myself having trouble delegating, um, and it's something yeah. you know that I've got to, uh, I've got to, I've got to let go of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only other thing I would add add to that is is in addition to that is finding those people and training them up early, so that that that's something that's not necessarily on the forefront right when you're getting started is is building your team um, super fast. But 
if 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 there's any chance you have a chance to tap tap into the people and that show uh, promise um, and start building that team early on, then this that I'm talking about, getting yourself in your gift set um, and in, into your lane that God has um, made you to be in, um, building your team up earlier on is going to set you up for success uh, quicker that way. Right. Well, Bill, it sounds like you've been through s- several seasons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in your in your creative life and in your your life in ministry. Um, yeah. What's your favorite part of the work that you're doing today? Um, right now, it's it's our team, um, my, and and specifically my my our post production team. There's there's three of us, and myself included, and and I I love our team right now. Our team is really healthy. So I love investing in, in them. I love um, training them. I love teaching them. Um, it sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds weird, but I love teaching like efficiency and editing, like keyboard shortcuts and and that sort of thing. And and for um, I I don't know how other other organizations do it, but early on, at least for us, you know, um, in the early stages, you don't have the the resources to make hires to fill the positions that you need typically. So you're always working. We were we were told early on in the, our organization that you know it, it, as quickly as you can chain up train up a replacement for you, or the as quick as you can train another you. Let's do that, whether it's volunteer or otherwise. And, and thankfully, I've been able to um, eventually hire those people um, that that have done that. But um, what that affords us is is. A, a lot of times there, there are people that come in that have no like professional video production experience that we're, we're teaching into that, um, which is great. Uh, and, and that's where I was kind of headed with that is like, they, so they, they, they need those little bit of skills to make things uh, easier for them, understanding the keyboard shortcuts and how to edit faster and all that stuff. So I, anytime I get to speak into some of that stuff, I just, I love, I love investing in our team and, you know, doing things with them, taking them out to lunch, um, just making sure they're taken care of and loved on and, and they're good people. All right. Good stuff. Bill Weireman, video production director at the Summit Church in Kernersville, North Carolina. You can hear more or get to meet Bill this coming August, the 4th and 5th at Prestonwood Baptist Church uh, in Plano, Texas, suburb of Dallas, uh, at the Capture Content Creation Summit. So I would invite our audience to um, to, to keep up with uh, the developments between now and August uh, at CaptureSummit.com. Uh, there's a a new website that will be coming online, possibly even bef- before the end of nice. this week. So again, we're in early February. That's awesome. Uh, so anyway, Bill, thank you for pouring into the Capture community. Oh gosh, thank you, Brian. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you in August, if not sooner. Uh, so again, this is the Talking Tech podcast from Church Production Magazine. I'm your host, Brian Blackmore. Until next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Focusrite and Sure Microphones.